Bitcoin has always been a commodity. Excuse me. Excuse me. Commodity. You know, because there's still 24 hours in a day, but it just seems like you don't know where they are. They're spent quicker. And obviously, as Christians, we know we need to be praying. But the enemy is out there. Our own faults are out there and things we get involved into that pull us away uh, from praying over certain things. Because Lord knows there's so many things we can be praying for as uh, believers in this time. You know, obviously, God uh, welcomes and answers reactional prayers. If we're about to get in a car accident or things like that, we cry out, Lord, help me, you know, help. And angels are there, and in many, many cases, he fulfills that. Um, But I want to talk about more about positional prayer, because these are things that God longs a lot more for. We could also call it affectional prayer. Because we, we serve a relational God, correct? So he wants to be very relational, relationship-oriented in our prayer, almost like a communal prayer. But how many know with our busy times, you know, passion, passion, your passion is only as good as your proximity. And certainly your distance in anything from God or anything leaves room for any distortion of what's going on in your life, too. Um, so it is so important to learn to position yourself in prayer and doing that. Uh, in an affectional prayer, obviously one of the best symptoms in positional affectional prayer is it's, you're, you're in his presence. So it's something like you're setting the table before you really get into communing with God. And it's so important to do that. Um, like I said, still only 24 hours in a day, but we need to make that time to prepare ourselves. Um, not in a religious ritual of anything, but just a heart issue of really positioning ourselves to be with God. For me personally, um, you know, how that starts out, and I'm certainly not perfect at it, uh, worship is the key for me that enters into this. Um, God creative worship. It's part of his nature of being in worship. It brings focus. It can be simply as you don't need a worship band, even though we got an awesome band. You don't need to be in church, as you know. Again, you guys know all these things. I'm still slowly learning this. But what I may do at some times is just even singing quietly a worship song before I begin into prayer of things like that. Again, we're not talking about mechanics. We're talking about position. We're not talking about a physical space. We're talking about a heart and your position and what you're prepping for before you pray in these affectional prayers. So I may go into, I cannot sing, but here I may go into, Lord, you are worthy, worthy of your praise. I try and sing something that's not too focused on me, uh, obviously, because it's not about me. Um, or another one, great one, written by, There is none like you. No one can reach my heart as much as you do. These things begin to stir in your heart and activate your spirit. Now, obviously, if I'm doing this around family, they think I'm probably grieving the Holy Spirit because of my singing. But it's an, that was a joke. It was, it was, but it's actually prepping my heart to get into worship. And being with the Holy Spirit and positioning my heart. Which is good because really when you start entering into the presence of God, you can be anywhere, right? 
We can be anywhere doing this, even at work, doing chores, doing other physically things. We can start entering and being in his presence before we begin to pray. I believe if you can get into that that state of where you are in his presence, you start walking on this two-way street the way I see it. You start walking on this two-way street because God is waiting for you to enter in a dialogue with him where we are praying a need or a direction that we need in our life over friends, families, or whoever. And then the other lane street that it is in is this time to listen after we pray. So many of us forget that part. I know I have for many years. I just bring to God what I need, you know, directions that I need. And then we sneak in that in Jesus' name, amen, and that's it. But God's longing for affection and prayer. He wants to talk when you're done talking. I think many of our answers in our lives are waiting to come into our lives when our mouth is shut and our heart is open because then we're hearing. Hearing and listening is so important in prayer because it's back to that communal, that affectionate prayer where God is giving you those answers maybe that you're praying for at that time. You know, in this busyness that we get, too, this is an illustration that may be bad, but i just thinking we almost have these drive-through prayers. How many of us are still waiting at the pickup window and not getting any action from our prayers? And nobody, nothing's being delivered because we're going doing these drive-through prayers. Not intentionally, but life gets busy. God doesn't want that. He wants the relationship prayer with us. In 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18, God gives us the will for us in talking about prayer. It's pretty straightforward, and we know this, but it's such a powerful scripture. Again, 1 Thessalonians five sixteen through 18 says, Rejoice always, pray without ceasing, give thanks in all circumstances, all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. That ceasing, I believe, is that state in that position. It's not that your mouth is running 24-7 in prayer. It's that state and position and that affection and prayer that you're in. I heard one pastor say that, I mean, this scripture is great because it's almost kind of a corny illustration, but it's almost the perfect sandwich. Okay, it talks about that first bun on top being rejoicing and being in joy and that prayer being in the middle of that and at the bottom the thankfulness. And what an amazing illustration, because that's God's will for us. If we can walk in joy, be rejoicing, entering into prayer, and being thankful at the same time, things can change. As we continue just to get into preparation of our prayer tonight, too, I mean, the the scripture that we all know, um, is James 4.8. Draw closer to him, and he will draw closer to you, right? It's part of that position in worship. Where are you coming from before you're praying? We have a, a and I'll read some of this, uh, one of the greatest prayers or prayer warriors in the Bible was Daniel. We all know the story. Daniel's in the lion's den, right? 
I'm not going to go through the whole chapter, obviously, but just to illustrate a little bit, he's praying, he's positioning himself. And the king had just made a decree that you can't be praying. So let's modernize it. You can't, you got to wear your mask, you know, or something like that. And the king is continue. excuse me, Daniel has continued to position himself and praying even against what the king was saying because he knew what he was praying for. He was praying for that actual nation of that king. And then obviously people that were policing, they throw him into the lion's den. The king unwillingly wanted to do it, right? Darius, I believe, King Darius. But I believe Daniel's prayer was answered in that den before he ever arrived in that den because he was positioning himself to pray, communing with God with affection. So it's a powerful story and how he did that. And even his position in praying affected a whole nation beyond shutting the mouths of some lions, as we know. Another good uh, illustration of uh, positioning to prayer is in Second Chronicles 20.12. King Jehoshaphat, a very God-fearing king, right? And uh, positioning his people to fear God, to pray towards God, excuse me. And what happened in the, in the scripture of Second Chronicles 20.12, there's these three kings coming down, excuse me, these three countries and armies coming down, pressing in on him. And he had to position to pray. And that position through that prayer was more of a vulnerable prayer. It wasn't a quick, quick throw some prayers up in the air because he had been positioning himself all along. It was a vulnerable prayer that he did. And in that it reads... Uh, excuse me, it says, Oh, our God, you will not judge them. Again, this is King Jehoshaphat talking to God. For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us, nor do we know what to do. How come sometimes we aren't even that honest with ourselves? We know not what to do. But here's the key. My eyes are upon you. So in that affectionate pay, uh, prayer, God longing for his honesty and where he was, he ran out of his own plans and turned to God. And these certain uncertain times that we have, how much more do we need to be putting our eyes straight and focused on him when things are coming against us? COVID, whatever, family issues, finances. God answered his prayer, obviously, at that point. So it's very key to know where your heart position and where you are when you're praying. Sometimes I think our answers to prayer, God is only revealing one step at a time. And we're still wondering what's going on. And sometimes those steps that you've been, you're needing to take are only illuminated by the favor you're getting in the area you need to go. So you really, in pressing in and worshiping the Lord, setting your heart right, knowing that this is going to be an affectionate prayer, a two-way dialogue. One-way dialogues, they may work for reactional prayers of some threat, something going on, but you, he, want, he longs for this relationship and communication through prayer. And many of the answers that we wait or want 
may even just come by listening to or stepping out in that favor in the direction that we need to go. So I wanted to just, again, this is going to be not too long tonight because I know we have some things going on, but I wanted to get into some of our prayer and we're going to, I wanted to set the tone and kind of practice what we were just talking about. So I've asked Pastor Ray to come back up and, you know, maybe we can sing a real short worship song and then I'm going to just jump in to lead in prayer of what's on my heart. Earlier in the day I was in prayer and just wrote some things down. And um, I wanted to go through some scriptures as we're doing this too. And then I'd encourage you just to be on your own for a little bit and then we'll, we'll wrap up. But again, thank you for coming out tonight. And again, really seeking the Lord and positioning for prayer so things can change. Things can change when you pray. He wants to do it. He wants to do it. Just a song. Yeah, yeah, him. Yeah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Here I am to worship. Here I am to bow down. Here I am to say that you're my God. You're all together lovely. All together worthy. All together Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God, you're all together lovely, all together worthy, all together wonderful to me. Let's sing lovely. Lovely, worthy, wonderful to me. You're lovely, lovely. Yes, you're worthy. You're wonderful to me. One more time we sing love. Yes, you're worthy, Lord, you're wonderful to me. Yes, you are, you're lovely, you're worthy, you're wonderful to me. Hallelujah. Lord, we just join you this corporate prayer tonight as we continue to worship you father god you are the creator of everything there is nothing greater than you father and we humbly become before your throne to pray for the things right now that you call us to pray for lord let us pray for our leaders in government the president the vice president Lord, we just pray and command health and wholeness to their bodies, Father God, and sound minds to our leaders. Lord, we can't imagine what they are going through and the pressures of decisions that are upon them at any given time. Lord, we pray for the senators and in Congress that make policies. Lord, we just continue to pray for wholeness and health in their bodies 
and of a sound mind as well. Let every one of these leaders, Father God, let them, let them sense a purpose, the purpose that points to you that is greater than themselves. It's not about agendas of themselves. It's about understanding they are serving something greater than themselves. Father, wisdom and peace prevail in their lives when chaos seems around. Lord, in their quiet times with these leaders, if you cannot speak through their spirits, put people around them that will hear and speak into their lives, Father God. We honor you with what you will do with your word as you put these leaders in power. And we come behind that. Lord, we pray for this election coming up. They're all important, but this one specifically in time is very important. Lord, as believers, understand that our vote is important. Let not our voice be heard, but your voice be heard for what you're calling us to do. Not about a person or a party. Lord, we pray for whomever you are designed to be in that position. Lord, to be a person that understands the U.S. and what we need as the United States to continue to be in your grace. Lord, we're citizens of the kingdom first. Again, we are citizens as believers of the kingdom first. But we ask for your wisdom. We ask for your wisdom. Lord, we pray for pastors in the area and pastors in this church. Father, during this time, the church is needing to be the beacon on the hill. Continue to have our pastors to motivate to, to educate and empower and disciple them to be what you've called the church to do. To reach and influence the communities and worlds around them. Lord, in the church, if there's any division, bring wisdom to each leader. Lord, if there's any soul steers that may not be submitted to the shepherd in any of our churches but are only submitted to their discernment Lord come alongside our leaders and pastors to do the best they can to shepherd and pray for those that may cause division Lord because only you can change hearts we can't even try and change minds and give us the grace to do that every day I want to pray more for our personal congregation here as individuals Um, I really lean on Romans 12 a lot when my world seems to be going crazy and it may be my own fault or maybe I'm out of alignment or maybe just out of step Um, but Romans 12 means a lot to me as we know it's Paul writing and he basically breaks the first three major scriptures down about listen as a Christian make sure these things three things are right (laughs) as best you can so I usually call these three scriptures my alignment scripture if I need to and I like to read through it and just pray over the congregation as I'm doing that because we're all subject to these three different areas the three different areas are easy it's he's very clear it talks about the body the mind and really humility if we can get those three things going under the provision of what God wants to do in our lives 
His will will be exposed in our lives and will be the people He wants us to be to affect the people around us for Him. So I'll just read this and pray at the same time. I've never done this. Let's see if we can figure this out. Pastor Ray, continue. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you, sir, tonight. So in Romans 12, he starts out, says, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present ooh, your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. Lord, let us as Christ followers understand that we can live in divine health. Lord, allow us to treat our bodies as your temple. Let our intake be pleasing to you, Father God, what comes in our mouth. Lord, we know healing is a divine thing in your will because we are your vessels. Lord, as people in this congregation, those looking for healing or haven't even stepped out to believe in healing, continue to encourage them along the way because it is their destination if they continue to look at their bodies as the temple of the Holy Spirit. And then he, Paul continues, And do not conform to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is, is that good and acceptable and perfect will of the Father. Father, let's not be seduced in these worldly things that tend to creep and sneak into our minds. Lord, whether it comes from our weariness and well-doing or just being attractive to things that are easy to think about sometimes. Lord, let us focus be on you to be transformed into your image, Lord. And it starts with our mind, Father God. We just thank you that your encouragement through the Holy Spirit continues and continues daily to focus us and encourage us that we have the mind of Christ in us, Father God. Lord, I speak to anxiety, fear, overwhelmment. It has no place in a believer's mind, Father God. Holy Spirit, comfort that mind. Put the people around them to encourage them and disciple them and point to your word, Father God, for those people that are prescriptionary scriptures to help them become the conquering people that they are called to be and that mind of Christ that you have formed for them by design. goes into verse 3, For I say through the grace given to me to everyone who is among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but think soberly, as God has dealt to each one of us a measure of faith. Lord, let us not lose sight that you are our creator. And we are just but your design. Nothing is greater than you, not our ambitions, not our self-worth, our self-esteem, our accomplishments. But let humility be the fuel in our lamp that draws men unto us so we can point to you. Father, let us be witnesses to those around you about the goodness of God and how much you love them and certainly have loved us. 
Lord, let everybody that we come in contact, let us think how you think towards them. Your, your masterpiece. Everybody you've created, Lord. I also wanted to pray on people that are waiting for things. Maybe an event or a, a physical thing. Lord, we just pray for people, believers, our brothers and sisters that are waiting. Sometimes waiting seems too much like waiting on you, Lord. But we ask that you bring patience and rest into their space, Father God, wherever they are. Only you can mold them and hold them into what you want them to be. Let that patience work out its perfect work that you've created. And understand that seasons are seasons, but your word, Lord, it never changes. Let them rest in that, Father God. Let them rest in that. Lord, we just continue to worship you and are so thankful for what you have done and continue to do in our lives, Father God. Let humility run rampant in our hearts at times so we can be so thankful in what you have done. Lord, all these things we've just prayed about right now, we seal it in your Jesus' name. We seal it because they rest upon the promises of your word. And we can be confident as believers in what you've called us to do. And we just thank you for Faith Christian Center, Lord. You've sustained us, maintained us, and grow, have continued to grow us and give us direction. And we believe some of our best days are still ahead because the world needs you. In Jesus' name, amen. I do want to, if you guys, while we're still in the environment of worship and this affection and praying, praying, you know, let's take about five minutes or so to just pray on our own for anything that's in your life or just if nothing and everything's going well and the birds are chirping outside and there wasn't any wind coming in, you know, at least re-agree the things we just prayed over as corporately as a church. But just a few minutes, if you would, take some time to pray. Thank you. Thank you. So quiet in here. There must have been a lot of listening going on. So that's good in prayer. One other thing I wanted to mention too, and I just as of recently coming in here had to exercise this as it has to do with prayer. When we're faced with uncertainty 
of not knowing how to pray, God knows where we are. But if you have the Holy Spirit inside you, we know this. We've been attending FCC long enough. What do we do when we don't know how to pray and it's something we need to either bind or, or loose or just get a sense to pray? We pray in tongues, right? The Spirit gives us utterance and communicates to God when we do not what to say. I got to think Satan just really can't handle that because he doesn't understand what you're saying as much as you don't sometimes. And it really can move stronghold, break strongholds and move things in our lives because sometimes God just wants us to be available and pray when we need to pray. Just coming in here with my son and I on 114, there was, um, came around the bend and there were three cars just stopped in the middle of the road and um, somebody got hit tried to cross 114 this was just about an hour ago an hour and a half ago whatever so police weren't even there or anything so we a person and I had to direct traffic and help the police I didn't know everything that was going on but I knew something was going on there was a person in the middle of the road there were there was just happened to be a nurse driving by so she was helping so all I knew is I'm trying to drive direct traffic I'm praying in tongues praying in tongues and when we were able to when the police came and everything it looked like she was going to be okay she may have broken something but I don't know why she's crossing a a highway but at nighttime but my example is that's praying in tongues when you don't know what to do but you know there's something important that you need to pray about I would encourage you pray in tongues if you don't know how to pray in tongues call Pastor Mike. No. <laughs> we can pray with you at some point. We want to baptize you in the Holy Spirit. It, it, it elevates your Christianity by trillion percent because then it empowers you to be the hands and feet of Christ in your daily walk. So I'd encourage you, don't lose hope. Tongues are very important to pray when you don't know what to pray. Well, again, thank you for coming out tonight. This has been great. I do want to mention one quick thing. We do have our FCC app that you can download. I'm not just promoting it because it's an app, but there's a prayer button on there. If you hit that prayer button, you can fill out what the need may be, and that will alert some of our staff. And we want to pray for that on Wednesday, excuse me, Wednesday nights. Indiscretion if discretion's needed. But don't be bashful. If you need prayer, reach out through that app as well. And you can always call our office too. It's so important to keep praying for our leaders, but also praying for ourselves here. Because we're all in this together. I do want to give an invitation. If for some reason you're watching this, tonight or if you're in the room but I think we know pretty much everybody God loves you so much that's why we can talk about this affection and prayer this relationship God not a religion but he loves you so much that he he sent his son Christ to the earth to die for your sins and my sins we live in a fallen world you don't have to be around long enough to know how much hopelessness is around 
But there's something greater in purpose of why we're here. And God designed you and knows exactly where you are. If you have never had a relationship with Christ, say this prayer with me. It is really that simple. It's just the start of something, but it really is that simple. If everybody could just join me and do that, and just right out of your mouth. Don't have to formulate everything beautifully. God hears you and how you're saying it. But just repeat after me. Heavenly Father, I ask you to come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Lord, I repent of my sins. And I believe that Christ died for my sins. Lord, I receive your love. In Jesus' name, amen. You just started something if you prayed that prayer for the first time. That was a great decision. Your next best decision is to grow in this. And how does that happen? By coming to a church like this or watching online if you can't come in. You need to grow and your Christianity. And Christ will help you and the Holy Spirit will help you. If you did uh, pray that for the first time and it's online, give our office a call in the morning and speak to one of our pastors. Our number is 508-336-4110. We're usually there from 9 to 4. But give us a call. You've got to tell somebody what you did because that begins that journey of your growth. He loves you so much and He never wants to leave you where you are. And he wants to do so much for you. And he's got a great plan for your life. Thank you for saying that prayer. And we look forward to talking to you if you call in tomorrow. Tithes and offerings. You know the, the, every, the avenue we do that. If you're here physically, you can fill out an envelope and put it in the basket. Before you leave, you can text 28950 on your mobile device. Visit facecenter.com is our website, and there's a giving page there. You can mail it in or drop it off at our office as well. I hope you got something out of tonight. Again, really getting back to position in your prayer life. Where are you with that? Because God wants to do so much more. He wants that affectionate prayer life, that relationship prayer life of a, not only speaking and crying out to Him, but listening to what he has to say to you because most of your answers are in what he has to say. So, thank you. As we go tonight, let's sing this. It's your breath in our lungs. It's your breath.